Hey Loose Screws, Arthur here from Frontier. Congratulations on your year anniversary. 52 fantastic shows in the bag. Here's to another year and beyond. I'll see you guys in the black. Take care, Commanders. So it is uh, Thursday, September 3rd, 2020. This is episode 53 of Loose Screws. And um, wow, my Chrome just crashed. Thank you, Chrome. That's interesting. That's like the first time in forever that Chrome has crashed. Need more RAM. Oh, I got 32. Need more RAM. (laughs) (laughs) That's only enough for two tabs. Yeah. uh, Maybe just the show notes. (laughs) Um. I am Ty Worsham. With me this evening is our audio engineer, Trax, and we got community manager, Chig, and we got our uh, at squadron leader, Admiral, Hate, and we got our PS4 squad leader, uh, Devo Looter. How's it going this evening, gentlemen? I have... It's been a week for Ty. <laughs> It's been a week for all of us, technically seven days, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We've been having all kinds of issues at work where things are breaking. We had a we had this we had this bank of docks for like body cams. And they're all wired separately, independently, so that we don't have to worry about like, you know, power surges and stuff. And if one breaks down, um, you know, we still have two right there. So we have more docks than we actually have body cams. And uh, I get a call last night that all three docks are down. And I'm like, that's impossible. And apparently the building had got struck by lightning. And <laughs> oh had my God. magically hit all three buildings from all three different power ports, from all three different points of the freaking uh, 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 all three outlets on a different breaker. So, and it just took off the docks. That's all it did. It was like apparently a magical lightning strike that did this. And they're all on battery backups, and it just the whole building's on a generator. Just, it's just stupid. I'm just looking at this like hey, this is a one in a million thing. This, this never. I've been doing this 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 month. I've been doing IT work for 20 years. Never seen nothing like it. <laughs> wow, that's so. amazing. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Last week, we hit our one-year anniversary show. If you haven't listened to that, that was pretty cool. We had everybody back. So we're starting a new year this year. And I wanted to do a bunch of new things, but with everything going on, I didn't get a chance to sort it all out. So um, we'll just carry forward for now. (laughs) Anyway, so we also got... (laughs) a member of our group and a member of Canon with us this evening. And um, Mr. Awan, Professor, Professor Awan, I fixed it. I fixed it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is probably the smartest person in elite I've ever met. And I want to finish my last two crackers here. They're going to have to wait. Um, <laughs> should have finished before we started. Um, but we're doing so. So next Tuesday, which is the eighth, uh, September the eighth, 
uh, probably what around seven, eight o'clock server time. Not server time. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Central, Central time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever uh, whatever times you guys like, I'm I'm free to start. Yeah, we'll we'll do it at eight. Um, yeah, people are usually right. on by eight Central. Yeah, so uh, eight Central, um, September the eighth. We're doing Black Flight Tuesday. So Juan, tell us what is Black Flight Tuesday? Yeah, sure. So. Um, I used to go around a lot of player groups and host uh, lore events where we do um, these little voice acted lore tours, not me voice acting, but uh, <laughs> listening to in-game voice recordings that I would specifically pick groups that really basically knew nothing about what the topic was. And really the idea was just to go around and get people interested and get them out of sitting in a has res or, you know, staring at a wall, mission board forever. Um, so. After a year of taking a break for of doing them, uh, I figured I'd go ahead and start them up again. And this one is going to be on the Black Flight, um, who are the Pleiades' earliest suppressors. This is a story dating back, um, you know, around when Obsidian Orbital was first built, uh, which would have been about three years ago, something three. like that. Three, four years ago. Three yeah. or four years ago. I have the actual dates all, all set up, but uh, I don't have that up at me right now. But um, yeah, the Black Flight are a sort of covert military operation. Um, no one really knows who they worked for, but they supposedly have been with the feds. Um, and mm-hmm. they are a very, very dark men in black to a certain degree, but they also um, have their own little agenda with uh, manipulating some of the Thargoids uh, background tech. Um, so yeah, um, basically, the way the voice acted lore tours work is um, we'll be getting everyone together in one place um, on my carrier, and we'll be jumping out um, to the general locale where they are. From there, it'd be easiest just for us all to travel around in our ships. So something that's a light exploration or just a really a light jumping, it doesn't need to be, you know, we're not going vast distances. We're going to be in a very small area in between the Pleiades and uh, the Taurus um, constellation. So only about a hundred some odd, uh, 160 light years. And uh, we'll all meet up. I'm going to actually be streaming this between Simbad Regime, another player group, and loose screws so they'll be joining us as well they won't all be clamored into voice chat they'll just be joining through live stream because we've got a bot over there that uh, takes care of streaming between two places and i'll have someone else leading the group over there um but yeah we'll head out to these places generally the best way to do it um so i've run a lot of these and a lot of people get really excited a lot of people like to talk um you know just they think out of their head verbally um, it's usually <laughs> it's usually best if things are run where um, it, it people are on put themselves on push to talk and then we'll scan the entire object we'll get all the logs and then all at once we'll um, you know read it together and think obviously we won't wait on each other but you know all right I did this one next one <laughs> we'll just you know do it in the general batch yeah. wait until everyone's done and at the very end when the first few people are done and everyone opens their mic. 
you're free to, you know, talk and whatever. It's not meant to be like a, you know, a gatekeeping sort of way, but a lot of people will either read quick or listen to something more quickly and then they'll go, whoa, that happened. And then you'll know something surprising is supposed to happen on the next one. And it just kind of ruins the whole or, you know, whole situation or people are, I didn't know that they used to shoot people upside down, you know, so it, <laughs> you, re- you really need to have people on push to talk, at least for that bit. But then after reading, after listening, there will be obviously people can leave it open, open discussion. I'll give some background. Um, so this, this event will be going from about three years worth of lore because the black flight are one of the only, um, stories that actually connect the Pleiades to Colonia. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Jacques, mm-hmm. but that's kind of indirectly connected. But yeah, and the Black Flight are one of the only ones that take the Thargoid story out of what was originally the only spot they were in all the way out to Colonia. So um, that's generally how they work. And we've got, um, we've got two main locations we'll head to, which will take a little bit of time. The last bit is... Um, People can follow along if they choose to risk it. Well, I'll be live streaming, so I'll be going to the last couple sites myself. Um, but the Black Flight are kind of coded like ATR, or at least they used to be. Some of the places don't always function now, but they used to be early ATR. And even with engineering, they would, you know, really give a beating on your ship. And also some of the bases have live guns and uh, missile racks on the bases. So. Uh, not, uh, the, I'll, I'll be sure to give people a heads up. Hey, you might not live in the next section, but if you want to come, go ahead. If not, there's a live stream mm. or if things get too late, uh, the live stream will be up both on my YouTube and, um, and my Twitch. So no, my yeah, vote the, would have been have that a surprise for everybody, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I, a fire I, on site situation. It depends. It depends on how the instance loads up. Sometimes the black flight aren't there initially. Sometimes the base doesn't mind because of uh, no NPCs being around to alert. Other times uh, they'll wake in late, like a Thargoid wakes in late when you're sitting at a you know an attacked mega ship, and then all of a sudden you get mm-hmm. assaulted in the in the midst of like thirty ships at once. I've had that happen before. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's generally generally how they how they work. Um, I've run a lot of these for a lot of groups and everyone has gone very swimmingly, even when I've had 60 to 70 people in one voice channel. So, uh, but Sounds again, that's, that's where the uh, push to talk kind of helps. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, we can uh, enforce that, right? We can set a voice channel to push to talk. You can, you can also set uh, speaker priority. So certain people, if they're talking, right. the rest of everything mutes. Um, and again, it's not, you know, I know a lot. Some people don't like push to talk, but it's not to meant. It's not meant to control everyone. Of all right, we're doing this in this way. Don't talk, but you know, it, yeah. there's some serious spoilers in there that will lead to things further on, and I you don't know who who knows what already about. Oh, I've seen this other base, so this makes sense that they used to, you know, gun people down over here, mm-hmm. and it you know ruins things. So, but that is yeah, the makes general. That is the general gist. Um, will probably load up on my carrier preferably 20 minutes prior to eight o'clock would be cool. If that's not possible, obviously the carrier can wait, but it'd be nice to be able to spool the carrier up 15 minutes till the starting point. And then as soon as it starts, we get over there, everyone can come up on the landing pads and I'll give a little, 
a little rundown of what we're looking at as we're traveling and then go from there. But preferably 15 minutes before. But if everyone doesn't get there, it's, you know, I'm not on any time constraint. So it's not a big deal. It's all going to be recorded. So if anything is missed, everyone has their chance to go back over. Super cool, man. Yeah, it's just, oh man, I'm, see what what sucks is I have maintenance next Tuesday night. So I won't be home Mm -hmm. until like 10, 11 o'clock. So I'm going to miss all this. We, so. I might, I, we might still be going depending on how long. <laughs> so uh, you, obviously you might be tired by then, but uh, the, the, I tried to make, I've been wanting to do the black flight one for a long time with Simbad, but the, most of the ones that I've done in the past, they're three day affairs. And believe it or not, people have been able to come back in the same amount of numbers the next day. People really got invested in them back when. So um, I've been wanting to bring up, a lot of the old stuff that is still important uh, lore wise, but has kind of been uh, eclipsed now because, you know, we're heading into another era of uh, story making. So it much better to do stuff like this now as a prerequisite than have people as soon as Odyssey drops, Hey guys, you want to go, I can run, you know, (laughs) (laughs) everyone just losing their mind over, you know, that they can trip over a rock or two and, you know, not realize, Hey, you can look at, look for things along the way, uh, et cetera. cetera. By the way, we don't know if we can run. Yeah, true. You (laughs) might just shuffle (laughs) on those 9G worlds. I don't think you're running very fast. (laughs) Brisk walk. (laughs) Brisk crawl on all fours on a 9G planet. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so where is your carrier going to be parked uh, before this hit, before you head out? Um, I will likely, uh, we can do Fusang. We can do, if you want me to just pick a place, um, we could do it from your guys' area, but I'd probably do it as a merge point between Simbad and... Uh, yeah, that would Sim, be good. Simbad yeah. and uh, you guys. So I'll probably just do uh, Fusang. That's F-U-S-A-N-G. That's uh, one of my first um, home systems, and it's a really nice base between all of the major player groups that I've played with in the past. I picked it because everyone kind of had access there. Um, and what's the what's the uh, name of your carrier? Uh, it's the Professor's Inquire. Pretty hard to hard to mess with Professor. In it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So. so uh, Okay. So uh, you want people to be there around seven thirty, seven forty, docked and ready to go. And then, is there a uh, like a type of ship that you need? You want them to take or a loadout that would be good? Or no, um, if you, I mean, if you're wanting to hang out for the after event, uh, or well, not I really shouldn't say the after event. The the dangerous part. <laughs> we'll just title it in caps. Um, then you could you know bring something with a bit of shields. Uh, I don't. I haven't been around the Black Flight NPCs in a long time, and now with the way engineering is, it likely isn't an issue. And most people have ships that are fully engineered. Black mm-hmm. Flight came out during a time when people definitely engineered, but a lot of people that were exploring, you know, they were still kind of on the fence of, eh, do I really need that extra, you know, boost to grind or to even just mm-hmm. go out of my way that I don't want to? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people took a lot of hits back when, but. Uh, basically, be prepared to get hit hit up by uh, men in black, and <laughs> otherwise, you know, something that has decent range. I'd say over uh, over thirty or forty. It's not the end of the world. The jumps in between these places are pretty close. I've already mapped a uh, a jump route for everyone down to like 
a minimum of 25 light years. So, um, and the travel time in system takes a, a little bit here and there. So, um, not, not super long, but people will be able to catch up. Uh, okay. So there. we should strive for, for like 25 light years. Yeah. At least, at least over that. Okay. I'm sure most people okay. that are coming, you know, you guys have already had an exploration event and most people that would be joining have anyway, reasonable jump ships nowadays. So uh, go build a, a stock, uh, DBX. Uh, DBX, go build a stock ASP, go build a stock, um, you know, Dolphin even, and mm-hmm. A-rate it, uh, uh, Hauler, Cobra, Cobra gets 25 uh, default out of the box, 25, 26, something like that. So um, any of those ships stock will work too. Okay. Well, um, get you to post uh, some of this stuff or get tracks to to post some of the stuff over in the uh, events channel. Yeah, sure. And, uh, we'll, I've got a whole write-up already, so that sounds good. We'll pin it up in the events channel. That way, if people need it, uh, they can get access to it right there. Uh, that way, we can people know what time to be there, know, what, know, know where to join, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Excited to do a different kind of event. I was being faced with the possibility of repeating events already, which is fine too. But <laughs> yeah, I've, I have I've had a lot of these in the back burner for a long time because uh, I specifically did them a fair bit with Sinbad. But Sinbad is one of those groups where it's a lot of new people. When I see when I say new people, I mean like, hey, I just rolled out of the you know <laughs> press for creating a new sidewinder. Where you know where do I go? What do I do? So mm-hmm. no, not everyone these days is really ready. Back when when I did them, you know, it was a it was a big hoot and holler. We had, you know, uh, a ton of people in there, but I have many more lined up. Uh, I might do them in junction, conjunction with Canon in the future, but uh, I figured I'd start here and see how they work. And then I've, you know, I've got some of the Guardians uh, stuff way out, um, voice acted stuff there. So always enjoyed these because I think now more people do know the voice acted stuff happens in the game, but they kind of go there and it's one off stuff. Like you go to a generation ship and, well, that was a cool story. And then you go right. back to your res site, but this, you know, has a lot of precursor information um, tied into some stories that were only read through Galnet. And all of Galnet, all the way back to when the game started, is still readable, not in game, uh, because that'd be crazy. But <laughs> um, <laughs> on the uh, Elite Dangerous community website, the official one by Frontier, they have a full Galnet page uh, section, and you can go back through every year, every day, every date. And um, so there's a lot of backstory that I think a lot of people are going to be very confused when they get into Odyssey or whatever. When it, whenever some storylines, some story arcs start to pick up, you know, there's a good 14 some odd branches of story arcs, and most people only know, you know, the big buzzwords of Thargoid and Guardian, and that's about it. <laughs> that's like two of the main things. So that's about what I know. So I'm really excited to go on this. I've wanted to get deeper into the lore stuff, but it's hard to know where to get started. I mean, it is a whole freaking galaxy after all. Yeah, I've enjoyed being a traveling salesman of lore events. So uh, <laughs> it's gone pretty well so far over the years. That's cool shit, man. Like I, I'm, we're gonna have to do this again just for me at some point. So yeah, sure. In, in case, I, case I don't, I don't mind. It, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind redoing these. It's always fun to. I have a photographic memory, but after so long, you know, it's just there's so much stuff that it's even sometimes a, a re thrill to me going back. Of oh yeah, that was that was why that was so cool. Okay, 
after, <laughs> after a while, you, it starts to all meld together. <laughs> uh, that'd be cool. That'd be that'd be Tuesday the eighth around eight or seven thirty, seven forty. Be on uh, uh, Awan's carrier, and uh, we'll go from there, man. Uh, yep, sounds good. I uh, uh, I have I to make like sure to. I get myself back to the bubble because I am. 12,000 light years away in my carrier right now. <laughs> That'd be a sure shame. Hey guys, all right, I'm going to direct you from afar. Go here and here and here's what. <laughs> no, you can, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll fly out there and you can multi crew in with me. And yeah. we'll <laughs> hey, there you go. No, I'll, I'll, I'll be back. It's not a big deal. It's like five, uh, seven jumps or so. All right. Yeah. Well, in other news um i got gifted a copy of the jurassic worlds now i'm gonna talk about this for just a minute because it's a frontier game now i had i had played this uh at a buddy of mine's house for a little bit uh shortly after i come out it was pretty good what little bit i saw was pretty good i was actually playing on the playstation version i think i can't remember if it's a playstation or xbox i think it's a playstation uh, but it, it, it ran pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed playing it. It's a good game. I will say this, playing it uh, um, on the PC is definitely meant for PC. Um, so the big thing about this is that when I was playing it, I started noticing uh, like some interface things, the way that it looked, the way that you would interact, interact with the buttons and stuff actually kind of reminded me of the fleet carrier interface and the new uh, station interface. <laughs> so it kept me kind of thinking about stuff like, well, what else could they kind of pull from this and put into Odyssey or put into a future update or something, you know? Dinosaurs. Duh. God, yes, dinosaurs. Yes, let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so want a pet T-Rex on my vet. I so want it. Just make it. And, and you know what? You know what? If we're going to be able to walk around. I think you're breaking immersion. <laughs> hey, people People said they wanted dinosaurs in a space game until their first iteration of No Man's Sky came out with the chicken leg T-Rex. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, count your P's uh, and Q's. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I really, I'm really enjoying that. I didn't expect me to enjoy it. It's a strategy game. I haven't been into strategy games in a while. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying building my little park and trying to keep thing, trying to, trying to keep it from, you know, trying to keep the murder hobos out, which the murder hobos are the, are the, uh, are they dinosaur murder hobos. Yeah. They're dinosaur mur- murder hobos. So. That's that's hard to do. You have no <laughs> idea how how strong these, these murder hobos are. <laughs> I, I don't I'm even know. What that. <laughs> I don't know what this game's about. <laughs> no, it, like, like 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 there's three different things. There's like security. There's uh, what's it called? Security, uh, science, and then like earning money. And I, they're called some. They're uh, I can't remember what they are right now. And I'm probably butchering the hell out of you. Are a true right wordsmith. <laughs> anyway, you have to kind of balance the three. If you get too far one way, like the park goes ape shit, or someone will sabotage shit. Like, oh, the dinosaurs are loose. You're like, what? What is happening? Well, probably the coolest thing I found is like the ability to drive around the little ranger. Uh, like, you build this ranger station, and you can drive around their jeep and take pictures of the dinosaurs. 
man, I spent like four hours doing this the other day and realized, oh my God, my park is dying because I'm just driving around taking dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> the classic zookeeper experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so the, ta- so the, uh, the raptor got out and, uh, anyway, no, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, um, that was that. That's been that's actually what I spent over the majority of my weekend was doing that. I uh, I did not log into Elite but a couple of times because I've been playing that. I've been playing Flight Simulator, unfortunately, but I will be back in Elite this week. So yeah. Anyway, you still so, sound like a woman in Flight Simulator. <laughs> oh no, I got that fixed. All right. So the way I got that fixed was uh, I reinstalled the damn game. <laughs> Are you sure you got it fixed? <laughs> I, 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 I look like a man. Oh, hell. I sound like a woman. And I can't figure out how to change that. <laughs> Do you feel like a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Were you just waiting to pull that one out of the box? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to get the right time, so I had to manufacture one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mark of a genius. Sociopath. Well, there was uh, a little bit of other news is that, so there's, there's actually, you know, I feel like, I feel like I hear about a war going on in Colonia every freaking week, but there's a war going on in Colonia. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this right now is because apparently it um, can actually affect what ships are available for purchase there. Um, it's in the Carcosa system. And it basically boils down to a uh, Federation faction or a, I'm trying to think of the Federation faction right now because I cannot think of it. Uh, uh, is it the Robardin Ro- Rock? Is that, is that the thing? I don't think that's it. They don't sound right. That the Nameless. The it's Nameless. A, thank you. Thank you. Nameless in control. Thank you. I was looking on the link and I could not find it. But anyway, it's, 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 it's kind of cool. So if you're anywhere near Colonia, you know, go help out the Federation folks. Um, <laughs> there, there's only one place where you can purchase, you know, the Federation ships, uh, Alliance ships, and the Type 10. And if this uh, other faction takes over... Uh, Slaves will be running amok. Yeah. So, you know, but we also can't buy those... Uh, Federation ships or alliance ships in the Type 10, uh, at least not for a while, probably will be able to get the alliance ships in Type 10 back in, I would assume at some point, uh, but not the Fed ships. So, yeah, support the Federation and go help them. But, um, yeah, anyway, that's all I got. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, for, you're going to be on a hit list. The the colony sure. council hears you. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I probably already am. Um, oh, not yet. The other kind of big news this week was that Nvidia announced finally announced its new uh, 30 series of cards. The the 3000 series. They announced a 3070, a 3080, and a 3090. Um, I have still have not seen reliable benchmarks on these. So I'm kind of holding my breath a little bit. That being said, a 3080 looks pretty damn sweet. 
I'm just saying that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, Seen some pretty solid leaks about a 3070 Ti following closely too. There seems to be some yeah. systems from like Alienware and Lenovo and stuff that have them listed. So that's probably on its way. A uh, GDDR6 X version kind of thing. Yeah, and this is this is a this is one of those generation of video cards that are that we're going to remember. Um, we remember the yeah, 2000 so. series because it was ridiculously priced. And we remember the 1000 series because it was such a huge upgrade as far as performance goes. And the 3000 series is pretty much a, what, a 70% upgrade over the thousands over the 1000 series and like a 40% upgrade over the 2000 series, roughly. My, my number's about right. Yeah, by, by their numbers, it's the biggest uh, performance jump in a single generation, uh, you know, so like that, the, you know, the 1000 was a big jump over the 900. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is bigger as a, as a Delta, you know? Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, you know, with those crackers, it'd be interesting to see if they actually live up to the uh, performances that they're, that they're touting. Um, I, I'd be surprised if they don't just that new technology that's in these. And even, I don't know if you, yeah. if you saw PC, Gamer or PC, yeah, PC Gamer. Mm-hmm. They had think, a thing today where they, somebody was running uh, Doom Eternal at mm-hmm. 4K and bouncing between the 2080 Ti and the 3080, and it was just you know if you're just talking uh, you know frames per second, you know it, it looked like between 40 and 50 percent bump. Yeah, and that doesn't take into account you know you know faster load times and everything else you're going to get with the way that it utilizes its ram, you know onboard ram now compared to in the past so uh, th- these things are beast was that the same showcase where they ran doom at a thousand frames a second no it wasn't the same one but that was a one, probably the same machine people. yeah yeah they were actually pouring um uh liquid nitrogen into the damn uh, um yeah, and uh, the, they have a cylinder on the CPU. Yeah, thank you, the CPU, and they were they were. <laughs> it was actually kind of a trip to watch. Uh, anyway, yeah. The big thing Com- about competition this, overclocking. Yeah, that that's a whole. That's a whole industry that's insane what those guys do, and but you know it's not anything that you can do practically. But the three thousand series, the thing about it is that it, Nvidia just fired up shot over the bow of AMD and the consoles by putting these out this powerful and this, you know, cheap is subjective, obviously. Um, But the fact that the 3080 is, you know, going to be that much more powerful than 2080 Ti and is going to be, you know, 30%, 40% cheaper than a 2080 Ti is just mind boggling. Oh no, it's, it's, it's nearly half price, man. Well, no, you go from twelve hundred down to eight hundred, so you're you're knocking a third off. Well, yeah, yeah, math is hard. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, yeah, it's 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 a hell of a deal. But then you won't know until you see, you know, what the EVGA cards are and what the overclock cards are and what the water cooled cards are. And Mm -hmm. there's so much that we have to see that hopefully, you know, you know, Linus Tech Tips and Gamers Nexus and all those guys will have these things in their hands over the next ten days or so. We'll start mm-hmm. seeing legitimate um, benchmarks. You know, benchmarks. You know that that's that's the proof is in the pudding, as they say. And uh, but I'm I'm freaking stoked. I I want one yesterday. 
I'm, I'm actually probably going to be holding out for a 3080 Ti. I've, I got a feeling that we're probably, I, I think we're going to get a 3070 Ti. I think we're probably not too far off from a 3080 Ti. So it's Could like, be. why would I, you know, why would I, you know? Yeah, but why not? It, if if you're thinking that a 3080 Ti at, at some bigger money, that I know that the 3090 is, you know, $1,500, you know, $700 more, but it is so much more powerful than even if they make a 3080 Ti that you might as well just go that route if well, you need something more powerful than the 3080. I'm kind of betting the Ti, if, if they come out with 30 Ti, would just be about $100, $150 more, which is still a hell of a, and the performance would probably just be a butt hair below the 3090. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be surprised. That 3090 is an absolute, that's a professional level card for $1,500. Something to keep in mind with that 3090, though, is that number one, it, I, it doesn't, unless I've read this incorrectly, it does not fit a standard ATX uh, case. You have to have, you're going to have to have, uh, I think it's uh, 40 or 50 millimeters more on the GPU clearance to make it fit. It yeah, depends on like the side of the depends. case. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if, if you mount it vertically, vertically, that's different. But now, if you're spending $1,500 on a graphics card, I think that's the least of your concerns. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe for you, but for me, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want it to change cases. I, I really like my case. I spend a lot of time picking out my case. So, uh, I don't want to have to swap it out. And uh, the 3080. I don't know. It's just the sweet spot for me, in my opinion. Uh, most people are going to be looking at well, yeah, 3070. Yeah. The, the 3080, I'm sorry, the 3070 is probably what most people are going to be attracted to. On paper, the 3070's duty is doing better uh, than the 2080 Ti is right now. Yeah, for yeah, $500. It's insane. Yeah. Right. It's, um, that's a very, very high uh, power per dollar. So I'm going to tell you guys a story real quick. So I work with a bunch of console jockeys. I know that sounds weird, but like I, I work with a bunch of console. They're all PlayStation guys. They love the PlayStation. They think it's the greatest thing ever. They, they're they not PC gamers, which irritates oh, the shit boy, out of I don't like where this is going. But, <laughs> so ever since the specs on the PlayStation 5 come out, they, they've been touting the whole... Consoles finally caught up to PC, guys. They finally caught up. You don't need a PC no more. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. All the things. Every generation. Just, they finally caught up. Like? And then <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there at my desk. And I just kept telling them, just wait. Just wait. What were you talking about? <laughs> NVIDIA hadn't talked yet. Just wait. Wait till NVIDIA talks. When NVIDIA talks, we'll we'll go from there. And NVIDIA talked yesterday, or when Tuesday, whatever freaking day it was. Tuesday. They talked yeah. Tuesday. And, uh, Man, I'm the uh, I don't want to say this. Uh, the console jockeys can shut the hell up now. Present company accepted. Oh, okay, no. I'm gonna hop in real quick here. I just I just <laughs> want to make something clear. I I may come off as a PC master race snob at times, but I own two Xbox ones, and I I console game a lot. <clears throat> but yeah, can I ask? At oh, the end of the day, I, at the end of the day, at PC. If you want the best gaming experience. Nothing matches PC, especially, you know, if, if you've got games that you play on a console and on your PC and you compare the two, it is night and day there. It's like not even playing the same game, just the quality that you get. So I'm just I'm just saying that. But console has its place and I enjoy consoles and I play a lot of console games. So you guys send hate mail to Ty 
That's at our <laughs> Discord. And, and, well, if and I can ask a question, people. how much was this graphics card? Uh, the the, the thirty seventy is five hundred. The thirty eighty is seven hundred. Yeah. God damn. I mean, that's that's the price of a whole PS five at this point. Do, do we yeah. have, have the PS five prices? I, I didn't realize they had listed them. No, but you can pretty but much it's not be gonna guaranteed be more than it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I, who knows? Uh, maybe if the if you get the the version that uh, has a disc drive on it, maybe. Yeah. But uh, no one knows at this point. The the thing you you but that's generally are buying, why I don't have uh, PCs because I'm broke as shit. <laughs> it's a, it, yeah, the console is is great for a low cost solution that is that has a simplicity. It's it's enclosed. It you don't have to deal with the complications of assembling a computer and loading software onto it and crap like that. It that's exactly what it's for, and they do a great job of that. And whenever they do a, a big version update like this, uh, they you know become more current with their graphics. But like everything is always advancing in the background, so it's it's just a human tendency to to want to justify your own purchases, right? So we're gonna say like, well, PCs are always better because we're PC guys, and consoles like, well, we finally caught up to PCs. Now you can't say anything. It's like, well. I don't know for like an hour maybe, but that doesn't really matter. That's not the point. You know what I mean? Like that right. isn't that truly isn't yeah. the point. Can you the play what you want on it? Is the is right. the answer there? And that's why exclusive games have always been the issue with consoles, not right. whether one was I mean, a little never, faster than the other. Right. Yeah, I've never been a graphics snob. You know, I don't know how you could be on console, but um, I think what it boils down down to a lot of the times is assembling a PC is pretty pricey. Yeah. Yeah. And difficult. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is that, um, and don't, don't, I'm not, I'm not shooting on console players in general. I'm shooting on the people I work with. So, <laughs> <laughs> because well, there's assholes on both sides. There's PC people who are absolute shit on console people. Then there's console yeah. people who just absolutely hate. Hate everything about PC. It's so expensive. It's this. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, Dang, you just said all the things I said. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> I don't hate anybody. I think for me is like I've I've always just kind of had the attitude of whichever one, like whichever one game I want to play on it is I'm going to play on it. And if it's if there's a PC version, I'm going to play on the PC because that's where I prefer to play. <laughs> a perfect example is like uh, the last Zelda game. You know, I, I I got a PlayStation Four and I got a, uh, a Switch, and I love my Switch, man. I love it. Not real fun on PlayStation Four, and the only reason why I don't like the PlayStation Four, I don't like the controller. Uh, I thought the I thought the controller, the two sticks side by side, would be perfect. It would be the way I wanted it to play. It's not. It's not the way I want to play. I after getting an Xbox controller for my computer and using that. It's it's more comfortable because you end up using the the four buttons anyway. It's just more comfortable for me, and I don't know exactly why that is. I've actually had a PlayStation at a at a at a at a PlayStation one two three four. I've only had one Xbox. Uh, that was uh, okay. I've actually had four Xboxes, but they were all three sixties. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so so I, I I'll tell my Xbox story real quick. Uh, I I used to work for Best Buy as a as a manager and. They gave me an Xbox. I went to some trade show and they gave me like a, a standard little white Xbox. And after six, eight months, got a uh, hard drive failure on it. Not the red ring of death. That's the overheat. 
like just the hard drive failure light, the one red, the one red light. So I'm like, all right, it was free. Sent it to Microsoft. They repaired it. Sent me back a refurbished one. And then about six, eight months later, it happened again. All right. So I kind of parked it for, I don't know, about a year or so. And then uh, that's when the Xbox Elites came out, you know, like the black ones, you know. So I was like, all right, well, I'll buy one of these because, you know, this is the one where it's supposed to have fixed the hard drive and it looks better and all the things. So I bought one of the black ones, the Elite boxes. The one I think it had a terabyte hard drive or a 500 gig hard drive or something, which was like just huge at the time. And anyway, so uh, I bought the thing, took it home, enjoyed it. About maybe a year later, I was playing Final Fantasy 13, and the little red light came on. All right, so I sent it in to Microsoft. They sent me back a refurbished one. That was white. So I, I sent him back to Microsoft and said, bullshit, I got a black one, send me a, send me a black one. All the specs inside were the same, or they said they were. But they, they sent me a white one. I'm like, bullshit, send me a black one. So after about a month of waiting, they finally get, they sent me a, a black one. And uh, anyway, so about four months of playing on this brand new black one that they sent me. It was actually a brand new one. I wanted to refurbish one they sent me this last time. Brand new one, out of the box. Uh, sent me. I'm sitting there playing Final Fantasy 13. I am on the not the last boss, but like the third to the last boss. And I got him about 50%. And sure enough, hard drive light lights up and the whole thing just crashes. And I'm sitting there just fuming. And I walk away from it. I go play World of Warcraft for a little bit. I come back and I just, I take everything Xbox I had, I put it into a uh, big old box. I walked, I then drove down to uh, GameSpot, GameStop, and said, What do you give me for it? I think they gave me like 40 bucks. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. They actually gave me enough money to buy a PlayStation 3 with a couple of games, an extra controller. They actually did me right. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's why I don't own Xboxes. Now that being said, I don't blame you. I, the, the 360 was a great console, but it it wore out like shit. Yeah, I wouldn't even really like. I, I was I was primarily playing World of Warcraft at the time. I wouldn't even like playing hardcore. Like I wasn't playing for hours and hours on end on the on the uh, console. I just when I had some free time, I was playing on the console. I think probably total on on each console, I probably had I, I'd, I'd say probably less than hundred hours on each one. Uh, Anyway, so I, I, um, you know, so that, that's, that's, that's why I don't own Xboxes no more. And I, um, the next generation of between the PlayStation 5 and everything else, I'm really, really leaning toward getting an Xbox because the whole cross play with PC stuff is just going to be a lot more friendly than, uh, trying to finagle that with, um, Xbox stuff. Yeah, well, that's where I was going to cut in is right now Xbox, you know, Ultimate Game Pass. There's Mm -hmm. nothing better than that. I mean, you know, Flight Sim came out. I got it for free. You know, I just I just downloaded it on my PC because I had the Xbox Ultimate Game Pass. Yeah. And if you want to play on your Xbox, you can. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And and I remember when I bought uh, uh, the last Gears of War on the PC. It was like, well, hey, if you if you go to Xbox, you can download it on the Xbox and play it there, and you actually like, get your saved game 
and play it on there if you can flip flop in between the two. And I'm like, but wow, that's, that's how really I, cool. I ended up with the Ultimate Game Pass by doing that. You know, I had Xbox yeah. Gold. You know, I've been paying ten dollars a month for what the last twelve. However, when did Xbox 360 come out? That's when I got an Xbox Live account. So however many years ago that was, I had I've been paying you know the ten dollars a month or whatever for Xbox Live. Also, that Gears of War Five comes out, and I'm I'm going to go buy it on day one, and it says upgrade you know your Xbox Live to Ultimate Game Pass for one dollar more a month, and you get Gears of War Five for free. I'm like, well, okay, I guess you talked me into it. Now I've got <laughs> sold. You know, I've got Ultimate Game Pass, <laughs> and then, you know we got you get so many different free games and stuff that you know me and my daughter started you know gears of war the entire series from the very beginning and played through on insane you know we've, we've beaten them all on that way just because we got to download them all and play them for free well not free but you know what i'm saying yeah. well playstation has something to that effect as well i mean derek was telling me he's he's a member of some kind of you know something it's not it, well, yeah whatever it is and there's there's always like whatever the game is this month it's free and it's like kind of permanently in your account forever as long as you're a member and yeah but doesn't yeah, Derek, I don't know, Derek, all these things seem hmm? Derek, Derek's got like a very very bad drinking problem and he doesn't know what reality <laughs> is so <laughs> now TSN is a you know your online account on PlayStation and you get two free games every month it used to be more because you get like backwards compatible games and stuff like that but now it's just mm-hmm. down to two and the other thing is, is that they've also said that the uh the PlayStation is not, or PlayStation Five is not compatible beyond the the digital version of the games of the four. Uh, right. Which you know, that's irritating. Uh, which I know the four is not. Is it compatible. hard to get the digital so, versions? Not really. I mean, most most of my purchases on the PlayStation were digital anyway, so it's not a real big deal. I won't be a big deal for some, but considering the Xbox is supposedly backwards compatible all, all the way back to the 360. It's one of those kind of irritating little things where it's like, why would y'all mm. do, the, do it this way? I mean, I'm sure they have their reasons. I'm, I'm one of those people who can't go back and play games that are super old. I tried to go back and play Grand Theft Auto 3 recently and I about had a stroke. <laughs> it was impossible to look at. The controls stank. I mean, so, you know, games when they're particularly anything... Uh, polygonal. They're hard to go back and play. You, you say uh, that, but I was just playing my N64 yesterday, so having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nintendo's not known for making you know stinkers or whatever, but uh, <laughs> like I said, it's just me. It depends on the person, right? Yeah, of course. There are games where I agree with you for sure, that where you turn it on you're like, oh my god, how could I even see what was going on in this game back then? <laughs> Um, but I yeah. think there are games that can see into their own art style in a well in in a way that makes it work, and that's where Nintendo often shines, right? Because they're doing stuff that's like Mario, where it makes sense for the level of graphics that they're at, and they're not trying to like achieve some kind of realism that's gonna not age well. Right? Um, yeah. It, yeah. Often like, with games like that, especially during the N sixty four era, games had a very open, usually had a very open uh, area graphically and it was very clean and you know colors ended where the lines ended and wasn't you know trying to emulate fog and all this stuff so that's a really good point yeah and i tried to go back and play uh, uh was it final fantasy 8 maybe like a year ago and i was like jesus 
<laughs> I, I like, can't see I anything. Terrible. <laughs> you know, the the uh, I think there's just some games that are I would call them timeless that they look good at any age. Uh, Final Fantasy VI. Pong. Final Fantasy, right? Yeah, Pong. Final Fantasy VI. Uh, <laughs> Pac-Man. Donkey Kong. Uh, the original Donkey Kong. Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Zelda. I feel like those games. I feel like they always. Uh, but we just named off a bunch of you know. Bit-based games, those yeah. they age fantastically. Yeah, Riverine, Solomon's Key. I'm just naming random. Oh my god, we're done with you, man. We're done with you. All right, well, this turned into games now. Yeah, yeah. This Sorry, this, was this became uh, quite a discussion, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Elite Dangerous Show. Tech Mobile. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so 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 uh, the new video cards are out. So if you are looking to do an upgrade, we will probably once we get some benchmarks and some more information, we'll probably do a little a smaller hardware roundup where we just focus on the video cards and talk about which video card we think you should purchase and which video card I should purchase because. This would be my question. How much money do you have? That's the card you buy. <laughs> exactly. I don't agree with that. I, I think if you're, I think, you, well, we can discuss. Anyway. Yeah. Let's save it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go into a squadron chat. And for them, we're turn it over to the console jockeys. And hate that. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. This uh, today, actually, we expanded into the Calarum system. Uh, so, both and I, well, let's not hooray yet. Both Nurgle mm-hmm. and I have been chatting up the leader of the COCS, uh, who is a player group, uh, well, a, a squadron that's been using the Maricaro network, uh, a base game faction. As their BGS, and pardon me. So right now we're just gonna sit in system. That way, when we expand again, we won't land there again. And then we're gonna try and finish up invading Kwama, like we have been for like six months now. It feels like. Uh, so if you're running missions for us right now, we just want to get Bumper into expansion. And uh, you know, see how how our buddies over in Calrum are behaving. Bump bumber, yes, bumper. Bump bumber. Bum 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 bum. bum. <laughs> our favorite dwarf. Bump, bumper bumper what? Isn't yeah, the what bumper one of the dwarves from uh, I don't know the Hobbit or something? Oh, yeah, you know, I think you're right. Wow, I, I got nothing. I mean, it can't be a coincidence. Are we going to talk about how bad that movie, those movies were again? Not no, this time. No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, just checking. We can no. talk about Last Jedi. Anyway, um, <laughs> you guys have anything else for a squadron update before we move on to to chick chat? All right. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Check out the standing orders. Yeah, if you're, if you're in the PlayStation side of the squadron, hit me up because, uh, you know, we need Uncle Sam needs you to help uh, those crews spread out. We need more PlayStationers. We do need more. Word up. 
We do have a PlayStation yeah, Sony, not many active players in it. All right, let's do it. Chick chat time? Chick chat time. <clears throat> it's chick chat. Yeah, that's a fact. It's chick chat. Where the cheese at? Yeah, you don't know what I'm going to do. I never know which one you're going to do. Uh, now. Sometimes you zag, sometimes you zag, sometimes you play that. Oh, that's awesome. Hi, everybody. It's Chig Chat. That's where it's at. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, I forgot what I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, Chig Chat was talking about um, awesome space shows and stuff, and I was going to start going over some of those and everything. But then I started making notes and realized that I would talk for way, way, way too long. So instead, that's bait for people to come to our Discord, Hobba Chig Hop. Our Discord. I can't talk. I'm pulling a tie. Harbor, harbor. Um, but come to the Discord. Take a look. There are a lot of cool shows people mentioned that I've been diving into a little bit here and there. And, and, and that's awesome. But this week, what I want to talk about and get people's opinions on, it's Odyssey related, but not really. Uh, I'm, I'm resigned to the fact that it's going to be a first person shooter, you know, kind of thing, but not, not really either. It's got a flower gun thing and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> the flower gun always makes me think about like Super Mario when he would, mm-hmm. the flower would make him shoot fire. Yeah. No, I pictured that he was holding the flower and the flower was shooting the fire. And I can't tell because of the pixel graphics if that's really what was going on. I never on. thought of that. But I as always- soon as I saw the thing in the dev diary, I was like, it's Super Mario's flower. Dude, in, in the TV show, he, he would just throw fireballs. In yeah, the, the TV cartoon. show? Yeah, yeah the, the TV show. Yes. Yeah. Before the cartoon, though, we always figured that he ate the flower and it was super spicy and he was shooting the fireballs out of his ass. You're not playing the right Mario. <laughs> Jesus. No, he's right. Doesn't I, he hold I, the flower? No. Yeah, there, it, like in later animations, there's like extra two bits of little white that's supposed to be the flower that he's firing them out of. Is that, is that, that's, that's only when you have RTX I'm trying on. To think, this might that. be Super Mario 3. <laughs> RTX on. I mean, I, I just, no, you think you think he ate the flower because of the precedent of the mushroom. He eats the hallucinogenic mushroom that makes him think he has an extra life, but the flower mm-hmm. he just holds. <laughs> wow, did we derail? <laughs> I like the uh, psychoanalysis we're putting into the plumber Mario. <laughs> you guys spend too much time. Just jump on the damn Goomba, move forward. Uh, it reminds me of the meme where it's uh, Mario on death row and his last meal is the green mushroom. <laughs> um. Oh my god! I'm 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 putting us back on track. We're done. <laughs> All right. So what I was gonna say is we've we've all. You know, the the joke for a lot of people is, you know, oh my God, I don't want it to be Fortnite, blah, 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 you know, and, or people say, I already have first player shooters I play. I don't want this to be my first player shooter. And my my gripe, I I was talking about it with the guys earlier is, you know, I started this game to play an awesome game in VR, to fly spaceships and explore the galaxy. I didn't get it for first-person shooters. If I sound down on Odyssey a little bit, that's why is, is it's not what I expected. But at the same time, I don't 
want to shit on it because I'm happy that it's being added to the game. Anything they add to fill this galaxy is awesome by me. But if we're going to have a first-person shooter, I started thinking, well, what kind of first-person shooter? Because obviously Fortnite, you know, we don't want Battle Royale and stuff. And and I started trying to think of, you know, first-person shooters. You know, I've played a lot of them. I'm not a big first-person shooter fan, but ever since I got VR, I've played, you know, everything's first-person and not everything, but a vast majority you're playing from first-person perspective. And I was trying to think of, you know, things that would make uh, um, Odyssey more interesting to me and trying to think of, you know, what kind of first-person shooter I would enjoy in this game because obviously we're not going to have narrative. Well, there's narrative, but you know what I mean? It's going to be kind of repetitive stuff we're doing and collecting. So it's really more about game mechanics than anything else. And, you know, there's two first-person games that I've I've played a lot of, and both of them are not huge combat oriented. The first one is uh, um, Seven Days to Die. I've played that on console and I played on PC. Me and my daughter have hundreds of hours in that. And that one, I'd like to see some aspects of that in this game, but that's a voxel-based game and they would have to change everything in order to do any kind of on-planet base building and stuff from Seven Days to Die. You know, But that's one game that I think would be a good kind of way to go with the first person side of it. Cause it's not all combat. You're building stuff, you're exploring, you're, you know, hiding, doing stuff like that. And then the other one as, and everybody will probably not like me using this one. Cause the line is that it was built from the ground up to be in VR, but half-life Alex, there's just stuff in half-life Alex. Mm-hmm. that is just so awesome. And the detail oriented. And after seeing the flower gun, when I first saw it, I thought it was, you know, I'm like, I thought the portal gun from Portal. I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. But then also, like, <laughs> the gravity gloves in Half-Life Alex. I, I, just having that kind of concept in here would be so cool because it, it would take care of some of the, the movement issues in zero gravity if we we're able to move around our ships or on low-gravity planets and being able to grab stuff and just things like that. I just... I, I want some kind of dynamic gameplay. I just don't like the idea of walking around planets and collecting flowers and selling them. I, I want something to be there. But I'm just curious, you know, <laughs> what kind of first person type stuff you would get excited about? I mean, you guys got anything? Um, well, get excited about Well, I'm willing to bet that it's just going to be a series of varying types of missions on a mission board that you can do where you have to land planet side and, you know, s- sneak onto a sparsely, you know, guarded base to, you know, use some sort of handheld data link scanner and leave. And then other than that, then people are just going to be showing up on planets and shooting at each other just for the fun of it. But I can't imagine there being too much more outside of that. I, I feel I, like... Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, oh, I should no, no. You go, you go. Okay. I get to talk all the time. <laughs> all the time. I, <laughs> I have many more high hopes for the what is deemed now in my head permanently, unfortunately, is the plant gun uh, <laughs> field sampler. Yeah, the field, yeah, field sampler. Um, because regardless of what the mini game is like, in order for me to locate any type of organic, whether it be um, 
anomaly and or surface space, but we'll just stick with surface for now. It's simpler. Um, I already have to have, you know, three different windows open to make my adventure go from a month of aimless staring around to, you know, two hours. I'll get a new uh, crystalline forest for you. Um, just heading out on a whim. Um, so there is a lot of background mechanics to the way the current organics um, function. Most people, I think it really spoils it with the way the DSS works now where you just left click and, oh, there it is. Beforehand, it got to the point where, let's take brain trees, for example, I could pinpoint where um, a brain tree would be because they only show up in the centers of ejecta crater, which are a specific type of uh, crater found on bodies, and or in uh, specific uh, low-variant fissures. Um, and all of the other organics in the game spawn in different areas from fissures, crags, um, and they spawn in all specific, uh, all of the different types of planet uh, formations. And since they're already going to be going the extra step with the, you know, um, ice worlds, what they talked about with the cryovolcanism and all that, um, I have a very high hopes for it being much more like on the surface, it could just be a small mini, a mini game and you go about, but people who, you know, get bored with that might not be interested, but the people who already know how the game functions to find shit in three seconds. Whereas most people are like, eh, I've not, I wish I could find something, but I'm not going to go out there and aimlessly run around. Canon doesn't aimlessly run around. <laughs> we, that we wouldn't be, we have, you know, many systems in place that streamline everything now. And now it's kind of gotten a bit boring because we have everything down pat basically, but I have extreme high hopes for not only the new, the way the new organics are going to behave, but they've, you know, mentioned them in a different format of not just organics you find, but uh, vegetation where vegetation would mean, you know, um, spread out clusters of these things rather than just, Oh, here's some brain trees in this little, you know, five kilometer by six kilometer space. That's right, cool. Right. Move on. They might be more meshed together, more connected. You might find, you know, it fields like forest areas of, uh, you know, these new types of organics. So while the field sampler could be super simple or super complex, there's a lot more to that than, you know, the way it seems that people felt very much the same way. Uh, when certain things and horizons came out when they talked about finding organics and like, well, you just go down to the planet. But I have very high hopes for that. And as far as that tying into the first person aspect, well, you're going to be using that, you know, on your um, in your hand. And like I said, whether the, the, the tech itself is simple or not, the device, I mean, um, there's going to be some like very likely I can't imagine why we would be regressing. There'll be some serious mechanics you're going to have to study for a while to pop up and go, okay. Um, so in this 500 by, you know, 2000 light year area, I am expecting to find this in da 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 hours based on system mass down to luminosity of the system, uh, all kinds of things. So I have yeah. very high hopes on that, but that comes from a Canon background, which, you know, most people you just kind of, Oh, that's a cool thing. And then, you know, <laughs> drift off. <laughs> I'm actually kind of mm. hoping, you know, with the, the flower gun, 
is actually you know more uses they've said multiple tools so maybe there'll be other yeah. tools and they haven't shown us anything else but I think more just collecting plant samples and stuff that really does nothing for me. I'm hoping there might be more of an archaeological side to this where you're going around mm-hmm. Thargoid sites and Guardian if, sites if they've and added, gaining more information. If they've added exobiology as a whole new career, you know, you don't just like just with combat or trade, you don't just go in and do only, you know, I don't know, only bounty hunting missions work towards combat. There's a lot of things, a lot of variations of combat that work. And like you said, with the tools, I would imagine we're going to be getting a various subset. And not only that, um, you know, we would, we could be tying that into retrospective or, you know, retro stuff, like you said, the guardians and all that. So I cannot imagine going forward. We're not going to be, you know, tapping on some of the guardian doors at those bases that go underground. <laughs> Maybe we won't be going in them, but in the very least, you know, there's, there should be a lot to play yeah. with. Now I can understand it. Not if you're not interested in the mechanisms of, you know, um, of how the organics are generated or how you go about finding these things. then yeah, that might not be your forte, but you always seem very interested in, um, a lot of the stuff that I say, so I'm slightly surprised you're not more interested in, in that. But obviously, you know, it depends on what happens when you see it. Do you, do you think it's just a factor of that you haven't seen much, so you're sort of like presuming there isn't anything else? Mm, elaborate slightly. I, I have an answer, but I, I well, want to make I, sure. I, I'm, I'm kind of aiming that at, at Chig, actually, like because I, oh. I I think you you are presuming there's going to be quite a bit going on here. His, the professor's class, he's a class half full kind of guy, I can tell. So he yeah, he's he's definitely <laughs> far more optimistic than, than I am. Um, I, I think it I think it does matter on like a base of what I've seen versus, you know, a newer people coming in or even just, just people who've been playing the game forever and haven't interacted with any of it. Mo- people got you know, people in history used to get really angry with canon of oh F dev feed them information or oh they're using some exploits to find stuff and I don't even want to bother finding things because, you know, they are, other people are going to find it before me and stuff like that. So, uh, it, <laughs> we, ha- we have a weird, weird reputation with that. So I, I can understand people not being super thrilled for stuff that they might not even be invested in trying to learn and, or, you know, it's a, something they haven't experienced beforehand. Therefore, you know, a lot of the mechanics in the game seem like clicking a button, but, when I, you know, when I'm coming up to a planet or body, I'm seeing, okay, that over there, that over there, I'll head down without using the DSS sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm convinced we play a different game. <laughs> yeah. It, so it, it's understandable. Sure. Like I don't, I'm, I wouldn't uh, refute what you're saying just because there's more complex things underneath. But um, I, I do feel like it's not just going to be for, for anyone else who doesn't necessarily know that that type of stuff exists in the game as it is. I do feel it's going to be more than uh more but, than I mean, you're not concerned right all. now that you're going to have when you're approaching these planets, it's going to be mm-hmm. a bunch of biological sites and that's where you can land and get out and that's where you'll find plants or is this stuff going to be all over planets? I mean, that's debatable with the way that they have said it, but I mean, I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly fine with getting the gun and applying that to the stuff we've. The first thing I'm going to do is just going to go back through the stuff that already exists because there's so much, uh, some, some stuff that doesn't even show up in the codex, which people don't know, know exists. So 
I'm I'm really thrilled to go back to the old stuff and just drop down at the same same spots I've dropped before. But I think it is a matter of you know seeing the galaxy in a much more connected way than you know from uh, most people's gameplay perspective of well I hop on I shoot some things and that's perfectly valid that's what you do. But yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about the the advancing complexity of it all. But uh, I would highly imagine it would be more advanced since they're adding in. Specifically with Ice Worlds, they're adding in so many more um, biomes, so to speak. Since we have so many organic spawning in very specific biomes as it is, if they're going to elaborate that on that, and it's not just going to be Ice Worlds, it'll be you know high metal content and a few others. Um, and then, Lord help us when we find a thin ammonia atmosphere, uh, <laughs> and we can go through it with the uh, some people I know who love their ammonia best served, uh, you know, chilled. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I don't know. I'm pretty hopeful about it because I mean, when the next patch years out happens, next big update, depending on how this one goes, I'll probably view that one differently, but based on how I didn't expect any of this coming in horizons, I'm, you know, pretty okay to wait and just wait till it, it pops out. Cause guardians were not mentioned at all, uh, in Horizons, and that was what I got my start in major start in canon doing. So I didn't think I'd be, you know, tracking down planets by eye and doing uh, archaeology on spreadsheets when I opened up Elite when I first <laughs> installed it. <laughs> so I have uh, I have varied hopes with it just because of the <coughs> way things have been implemented. God bless you. Whoa, <laughs> I wasn't muted. it's a nice nice, uh, uh, punctuation to my end of that sentence (laughs) (laughs) anyway um, yeah um, god I forgot where we were at we're not (laughs) (laughs) jig chat chat plant gun yeah yeah Yeah, I I mean my my, I'll, I'll be super quick my feelings are that there's just probably a lot of stuff here, kind of like you're saying, like the guardians were not included in any of the pre-information of horizons. There's stuff here that, that is not known yet. And I think they're going to trickle information out. And even still, there's going to be stuff there that doesn't get mentioned. And we discover later once it actually releases, but like, what am I expecting for the first person aspect of it? Like, uh, I've thought a little bit about the actually the combat side of it, which is that's the thing that is sort of like f- uh, fun to be not interested in. Um, and I think like it could be good. It sure it is not why I got this game, but it, it could be good if it if it is good. And I'm picturing something sort of more like um, I guess the last game I played that was even remotely like this would was Battlefield Three, mm-hmm. where you have this like air and on the ground kind of thing that can be mixed and it was pretty minimal in that but it was possible so i mean that's the way that it would work right an elite is like srv and feet and ships mm-hmm. and doing like combined strike kind of things where you each have different responsibilities that that seems exciting to me like that would turn my head and i'd be oh maybe i do want an fps in this game i think that's a good that, turning point for the game regardless of how uh, complicated it is because Outside of Thargoid combat, when you're going at it really hard and in a group with multiple interceptors, there's never a time in Elite where you actually need to coordinate. So I'm really interested to see how people 
how well how hard it is or how people struggle with it because other, every other time you know npcs you just hey he's over there wherever you are you just start left clicking <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, i'm yeah, very yeah. interested in that aspect tracks that's a that's a neat aspect of it coordination and elite that we don't really have to have in combat in general mm-hmm. yeah you know that's a good point we haven't we, we don't really have any sort of uh like like for lack of a better term raid content you know, where you kind of, aside from like the, uh, what is it, the Thargoid Hydra or whatever it is. Yeah, I know people. The very, have, very big girls. Yeah. I know people have soloed it, but we haven't had a situation where it's like, well, we're going to need at least 10 ships to do this or yeah. we're going to need a large group to do this. And, and it'd be cool to actually have some, some stuff like that where you have to have, you know, the big girls, for lack of a better term, to come in there and, and kill some and do that, do do those it, kinds of things. It would give you a good reason to have a social hub that you needed to either hire other players or NPC crew to fill those roles. Yeah, and that's what we're told we're getting. So I feel like there has to be some kind of mission content where you would need that. Now that would that would finally turn this into an MMO. Uh, you know, if you actually have group yeah, content, sure. but you're going to need the carrot to get people to go do it. You're going to have to have some pretty, you know, decent rewards. Then, then you'll get people coordinating to do that stuff. And once again, hoping that their net code gets cleaned up so that you can do it without frustration. They, they have the, the carrot to, that you're talking about in game already as well. Uh, G six engineering materials. <laughs> oh, you're going to make people angry. Oh, man. <laughs> This is not a good path. Turn, turn. All right, all right. Yeah, move along, move along. Yeah, Nothing to here. Retro out of here. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me exercise a uh, host thing here. Let me, uh, we're going to do the pause here real quick, and we're going to do the Alec Turner ad. Chassis integrity compromised. Welcome to the Scarab Proving Grounds. Watch your favorite racer compete for victory while they boost their SRV across the planets at speeds of well over 100 meters per second. Tune in to the eight-wheel drive endurance championship broadcast during one of the five remaining races in the championship. Check out the Elite Racers subreddit for more details and a link to their Discord. Yeah, for some reason I thought that was going to be longer. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Damn it, Alec, give us a longer ad next time. Right. So, so I, I kind of wanted to, like, I was, I've been thinking all week, like, I've been playing Flight Sim, and I've been thinking all week, man, I, it would be so cool to have, like, more little knobs and switches and stuff that I was wanting to just talk about that. But we actually go, we, we, I'm going to hold off on that because um, we just got, you just brought up a very good point, Chig and Awan and everybody else. And I want to kind of go into it a little further. So, so a lot of people don't really consider elite an MMO because it's it is kind of on the fringe of MMO. And so the question is now I'm I'm in the mindset it's an MMO, it's just a different flavor of MMO. So my question is, is is that the direction that uh, FDF is going with? With elite, are they are they actually going to do the full turn and pulling it pull it into an MMO with Odyssey? Mm-hmm. That would be an awesome twist. So. I'd love it. You're not going to lose solo. Yeah. No. I mean, with all the social hubs that they're supposedly putting into it, I think that that's what they're 
in the very towards. In the very least, it's definitely going to, hey guys, actually, you know, group up and kind of think about what you're doing because they've they've they had been saying that before fleet carriers just kind of over um, over the forums and just general chat, even while they were quiet about. You know, some people would ask, where do you see Elite in a while? I was like, well, we really just like more people to get together and do things. We don't want to throw Solo out the window, uh, obviously. But, um, you know, we want people to go together. And I think that in and of itself, Elite's already kind of on the fringe of being an MMO. Um, so I think any more of that is just going to make that that better. It's kind of like wing missions weren't quite enough to make everybody do it, right? Because there are plenty of wing missions that I know I can solo with the right Mm -hmm. ship. Yep. (laughs) I'm just thinking, imagining things, you know, you got your planet side type missions, but even just like a group, you have to like attack a station. You have to have ships, you know, run interference while Mm -hmm. other ships, you know, dock or breaching like on the expanse. And then you go in the station and you, you complete some objective and you get back out. You know, there's, so many just cool possibilities they could do. Uh, I just yeah. don't know if that's the direction they, they'd well, want to go or where they're going. That's the real key, right? So, I mean, I think that most MMOs offer way more content on a regular basis. Than this that's the real thing that sets it apart. Yeah, Like narrative content. I mean, I guess so, but I mean, just more things for people to collect, you know, collect themselves together and go do collectively. Hmm. Like five man dungeons, 10 man dungeons, 25 man dungeons. <laughs> but in here it'd be, you know, missions where I don't know. Yeah. Here it's missions or, or Hey, let's go kill Starboids. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right. So that would be interesting actually, because then you like here, like there are wing missions, but it doesn't have an actual restriction on, who or what you bring with you. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. do we have like a thing where you have to go to the social hub and, okay, we're going to do this thing. So we actually need a person who is going to be the on foot and uh, two people who are going to drive SRVs for this purpose and two people that are going to be air cover. And you actually have to fill those roles. You sort of like make a game lobby or something and then start an instance Instancing you know, like, is <laughs> yeah, that's like, like a whole new twist on the on the tank healer DPS kind of thing. But it's, it's yeah. you know, different ships doing different, you know, having different purposes. I think it's going to go that way, kind of organically, because just something as simple as uh, I was just playing Payday earlier, and this reminded me of it. Just something simple as hey, one person has to be inside pressing a button because I can't do what I need to do when the ship's up there. Just something as simple as that makes it more engaging. And then if you've got some NPCs around and they can aim kind of well and they're not, you know, brain dead, they can use a little bit of cover. Elite is so good at organically making, or the community itself, organically making these situations fun. And not just because sometimes Elite lacks it, but something as simple as, hey, I have to be two or two people have to be inside pressing two buttons at the same time on different ends. And there's, you know, automated defenses and just a couple NPCs. And then someone else has to be outside with an SRV because we can't bring ships over here. So they need to be scanning this over there. Something simple like that, um, you know, just out of you know, a payday situation, which is literally just, you know, needing multiple people in different areas that you can't access all at one time. Uh, would just organically kind of go that way because the wing missions definitely 
didn't scratch that itch at all, in my opinion, yeah, because it's you can do most of them on your own. And I think I think yeah, if anything, they were a, a good idea. They were a good idea just to do to hey, you know, let's share our rewards better, which I think was probably more of the intent. Yeah. And it just kind of came mm-hmm. out that it was supposed to be, you know, get your entire guild together and go kill one asp <laughs> that has engineering on it or something. <laughs> but uh, just yeah. something like that is going to organically make it more, you know, do something together. And those social hubs, if, you know, they, who knows what they have, it's kind of dreaming uh, as far as networking goes. But, you know, who's who knows what they have on that? But just something as simple as, you know, touch these two buttons on opposite ends because, you know, there's not really anything in Elite, just like I was saying with the Thargoids of anything where you need to coordinate. There's nothing really in Elite where you need two people to do something at the same time or more than that. Uh, right. Yeah, just adding some mechanics, sort of, you yeah. know, like, like boss fights, just, yeah, where people have to be doing stuff together and you cannot do it alone. That, yeah, that would I, be awesome. I, think it, I think it can be good even if it is kind of simple. Um, who knows the depth of it, it, what it is. They say it's more than probably I'm theorizing, but uh, even if it's on a simple basis, that just sounds fun to do as a variation, you know, an addition to my gameplay because Elite isn't one of those things where the new update came out, guys, let's just play only that. You know, you play the rest of the game with the updated content. So uh, any any mm. more wrinkles we can add on, I think is great. Absolutely. Very, very interesting <laughs> idea. Uh, yeah, I, I like all <laughs> so it sort of felt like it shut down the room, but no, that, no, that's, no, that's, that's exactly, exactly correct. That. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, there are many times when I'm watching the podcast, I'm like, oh, I could, there's something I have to say right now, and now I finally get to say it. <laughs> uh, I think, I think that's right. I, I wonder how much trepidation there is to around. Um, like what if somebody can't find someone to do, to push the other button for them? You know, there may need to be some kind of like hire an NPC to be that person for you. Um, but there's a way to do that where it doesn't sort of, um, devalue the whole process. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's different, still ba- be more there's fun different bases for a reason too. So who knows? I mean, what about your crew for one? Right. I don't know. I, I feel like. I feel like they're never going to walk around. (laughs) I feel like they're never going to do much for a while. (laughs) Crew crew don't have legs. Yeah, I I feel like their personal crew aren't going to be a thing for a while, but that's just me. That's a side comment. (laughs) Which really sucks because uh, I would love for one of them to point their butts in one of these empty seats in the uh, the cockpit. Yeah, Uh, right, right. They would less often be empty if you played on PC and had a larger player base. (laughs) There we go again. That's true. No, no. A a few short weeks ago, it was me too. Oh, now it's the me too movement. God damn. Oh, is this what I'm here for? To be guilted (laughs) into uh, matching out a credit card? The real real solution of of this is cross play, not that we should all have to play on the same thing, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. I'll concur with that. And he said in that interview that they're not working on that either. Yeah. really a big loss for our community i think so that yeah that that's disappointing well, I don't know the politics that that go into that you know between whether it's sony holding out or whether they you know because it seems like only big the only thing i've heard is get access to it 
the only thing I've heard is Braven saying that if it came out and there were any changes to the BGS and you had crossplay, if they didn't all release at the same time, which they never usually do, you would have one group of people on an old version of the background sim and you kind of have two different worlds. So I, I really, that would take some, I wouldn't even want to touch trying to figure that out as, as cool as that would be. (laughs) I I wouldn't want to be on their team trying to figure that out. But there was already something like that happened when, when the, um, the FSS scanner came out, Mm -hmm. uh, one or one or two of the platforms were bugged out and something, nobody could get into the game. And, and a bunch of players were out there like tagging all the planets with first mapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, not everybody could play. So, like, we had discrepancies, and it had, and there was no crossplay enabled. There were still discrepancies. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that that thing was PlayStation that couldn't actually log in, but um, Xbox yeah. and uh, PC were fine, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, I mean, there were some people who had, you know, who were basically posted up in their uh, systems they had discovered. They wanted the first map on the system they had discovered, and they they lost it, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's irritating. So, well, so I'm I'm just saying, like, that doesn't sound like that much of an excuse. I mean, uh, there there was also like the the technology around crossplay and the politics around crossplay have recently changed, but that doesn't mean the coding of the game. I don't yeah. know. I have and no that, idea what's going on in the background. Whether that would be easy or hard, I'm assuming it would be hard. That Braven thing was also, you know, a very a while ago, way back when they were first talking about it. But as far as any information, that's really all I know. I know consoles fight each other for releasing things, but now things have changed a bit. So who knows what it actually is keeping them from it? The thing about it is that no matter what, they're going to have to, you know, I think without a doubt. I mean, you think of all the problems we've had recently just trying to play with small groups if they're going to try to play with larger groups or they're going to do anything like that, they're going to have to do some code cleanup. They're going to have to do some stuff to make it all work together better. Um, because it's just, otherwise it's just going to be pure frustration. And I feel like that they've mentioned before, you know, um, you know, well, yeah, we know the net codes are wrong, but we're really, <clears throat> or yeah, we're working on that and stuff, you know, I feel like they're going to have to put the net code issues on the front burner to sort that out. Yeah, but they've said they're not working on that either. I know. <laughs> and which honestly wouldn't They only tell us when they're not working on stuff. <laughs> I know, right? That's <laughs> the only only straight up confirm is it's a no. Yeah. I mean I I read an article like you know, one of these deals with interviewing a couple of the guys and I swear that over I mean, three fourths of this this Q and A that they couldn't comment on anything. And that was the majority of it. I couldn't believe that they printed it. (laughs) I I think, I, I I think this happens with these kinds of like, um, online mag articles. Uh, chick and I were talking Mm -hmm. about this the other day. Uh, sorry, I hit my mute there for a second. Chick and I were talking about this exit uh, the other day. Uh, it's like the, the magazine, or the blog or whatever, like this isn't the forum, right? And it's not like a dedicated thing that's about Elite Dangerous. So you sort of have this perception that you are, when they're giving this interview, they're talking to something that's outside of their typical audience, right? Right. Um, 
But then what the magazine did is they were like, oh, shoot, we got the Elite Dangerous people. Like, let's farm some questions. And all those questions came straight <laughs> from the forum. And so, right. oops, flip the script. Like, you, you thought you were talking about, you thought you were talking to the uninitiated audience and you were going to be, you know, selling to new fans. Nope. You just got a bunch of questions about stuff that we keep pestering you about over and over again <laughs> on the forums. Yeah, That's what it felt like anyway. It's just a shame that they then went ahead and printed this thing where you learned nothing. <laughs> Frontier has always historically been this way and it's odd, but at the same time, they've given me cool things that I've played for a long time, but they're one of the very few dev teams where it's just, yep, nope, not say anything. And like, it'll be the next day before. Nope. Can't tell you. And sometimes even afterwards, they'll be like, Hey, so this thing you talked about, is it in up? Can't tell you. And you can't really tell if it's okay. Is it hidden in the game? Is it there? (laughs) Or have you not added it? I don't, well, nope. Can't I, so it's a, it's a very odd frontier thing and i know a few other devs that are like that but they yeah, really well, i'm willing to bet that they sat in on some sort of sean murray you know speaking engagement you know <laughs> where he told them about how no man's guy went and just said hey here's the key don't procrastinate that is true Absolutely. there is that but <laughs> there is always that sean murray's a liar here we go uh-oh yeah. <laughs> he's 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 just he's a liar. Mad. At, at least, I didn't mean to at, least, this can of worms. at least unlike Elite, everything that's come uh, they've talked about is in, in No Man's Sky now, so I'm happy. <laughs> Regardless of what he said to begin with. <laughs> it only, only took him a year after release, you know? Or two hey, years after release. You know? Are we five years into Elite? Or- <laughs> you know, to my knowledge, they haven't, Frontier hasn't lied. They just said, yeah, it's coming. Or yeah, we're working on it. They haven't said, oh, yeah. It, I think that depends on who you ask. They haven't said, <laughs> they haven't said on, on freaking Jimmy Kimmel, yes, you'll be able to play with your friends. And then the game releases and you can't play with your friends. <laughs> and then the, was it the FCC did a review of it? So, oh, no, he didn't lie. How the fuck did he not lie? He's a fucking liar. Well, you can play well, with your friends news. now. Uh, when Odyssey yeah. comes out, you'll be able to play No Man's Sky with your friends. Because so far, that's <laughs> essentially what we're getting, the plan done. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I say that I, I'm, I'm a glass half full guy, but uh, uh, I'm not super excited about what they've revealed so far. Because it, so far, it's... It's oh I I I played No Man's Sky quite a lot actually and I left it to come play this and now they're mm-hmm. this game's playing catch up by bringing in the field samplers like oh, I don't need that but you know what if you're gonna put it in fine I'll use it but I'm not excited about it yeah well maybe you'll you can continue playing the game you love with better looking planet graphics and ignore the plant sampler. Yeah, I mean, I hate to come off sounding negative because it's, 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 I just, I find it strange that it almost feels like a step backward, but it only is to me personally because I've sunk hundreds of hours into No Man's Sky prior to playing the leading. 
Okay. Right. I have to ask this question. Why do we keep calling it the plant sampler? Because it's going to sample other things, right? Yeah. I, think oh, we yeah. should call Sorry, it, I think we should call it the fire flower. There, there are many, How about the DNA with, with Stractor? There are many organics in the game which are not vegetation. And there, some things are microbes that grow, uh, grow and feed off of the side of fumaroles and stuff like that. So, yeah, a plant gun is wrong. It's just... I mean, I can't stop thinking of that for some reason. Because <laughs> the chig said it. was like, that sounds really funny to call it. <laughs> Chig's fault. Got it. It's clear that most, most things are. Uh, off topic a little bit. I know I'm just going to be negative too. But some people have talked about, uh, you know, they kept talking about getting your Neil Armstrong moment. And then, you know, they've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, obviously then is is finally opening the moon so we can land on it so we can have that actual neil armstrong moment we can stand on the moon and look at the earth i really like that idea but then again if you're taking away vr from me i'm really just i just even more disappointed because that would be amazing to step on the moon in vr and look at the earth they said that the moon was coming no no that this is some speculation i was gonna say the moon is supposed to Different okay. podcasts and different okay. shows. A lot of people well, have, have proposed this as as a concept, especially with them keep calling it the Neil Armstrong. You, moment. you got me excited because the moon is supposed to have some really extreme yeah. lore uh, hidden on it that we can't access. So I was like, "Wait, the issue is because like in the story, so. in all of their videos, they're talking about we wanted you to really have this Neil Armstrong moment. They said it several times. Okay, and then people when talking just, about step okay. the first time you step out of your ship, and uh, so maybe they they speak too soon, and they didn't realize people were going to so strongly attach that to the moon. You know, that's or the bizarre. Moon. I didn't, but think that, of that is a hard thing to miss, in my opinion. Um, so if they just meant to do a Neil Armstrong moment on any world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it sucks that you said it that way, though, because now you're going to accidentally disappoint everybody. Well, what's a better way to moon. say it? Because I, it I sounds don't know. like a, a just kind of a marketing thing to say the Neil Armstrong moment. Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. It. But absolutely, it's a dangerous yeah. one, right? Have your SpaceX Mars so. moment. <laughs> we haven't been anywhere else <laughs> but the moon, so you can't, right. you know, can't say, oh, exactly. have that stepping on the seashores of America for the first time after traveling around the yeah. half the globe. So I, I didn't at all you, think of it that way though. That's interesting. People went that direction. I think and for all you people who are losing out on VR, you can play like I do. Just sit really closely to the most gigantic <laughs> monitor ever. <laughs> that's basically what I do when I'm recording. And I, th- when I flat screen it, I have a giant monitor right in my face. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing too. They also said that VR is is something they're going to work on in the future. Uh, they said it is coming. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's still hope to be able to give oh. us the the the. Go ahead, man. Oh, I, I'm just like I I I know, and I I remain cautiously optimistic. I'm just right. going to chill. I'm just going to chill, man, until it comes out. And I'm, I've kind of decided I have to stop worrying, you know, fretting about it and stuff. It will be what it will be. Um, and I can't wait to someday play it in VR. Yeah. I, I was still holding out hope when they came out and, and 
talked a little bit, I don't know if it was Steven or who, and said that they are still working on it, you know, diligently, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then this other article that just came out is, you know, flat out said, so on day one, there won't be any VR support. Just, you know, flat out, that's what they right. said. Expansion so that podcast. even makes me scared too, that, you know, the past stuff won't have it either, but I'm just going to... No, they, 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 have, they have clarified that uh, vanilla... And got up to you know, say vanilla now. Vanilla and uh, Horizon. Horizon will have VR support. Right, and that, that that whole thing is is fishy too. That answer because mm-hmm. is is vanilla and Horizon still going to be a thing? Uh, my guess is Horizons will be vanilla. I think Once so. Yeah, yeah, They're not going to make you buy the first game, buy Horizons, and buy Honesty. <laughs> well. Okay, we say that, but keep in mind... There'll be a new pack. Right. I mean, just... just. I mean, I, this is not maybe the best comparison, but to keep in mind, uh, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, if you buy vanilla World of Warcraft, you just get vanilla World of Warcraft. I, I have no idea because no, that doesn't you, happen in space. If, if you buy the latest expansion of World of Warcraft, you get World of Warcraft. Okay, you're right about that. But I mean, I think you can still just like if you, I think you still like if you start a new account and you do like the, the little trial day, whatever hell it is. I think you end up if you start a yeah. subscription. I think you just get vanilla World of Warcraft. Well, kind of, but you're still going to have all the current graphics. You're going to have all the current mechanics. Oh, yeah. You're going to have ever. It's going to be the new game. You just won't have access to the new levels. Right. This right. this is going to be two different games basically. Yeah. Yeah, unless they roll back the planetary rendering tech into the other games, you just can only see it from orbit. God, it's going to be weird. It's just going to be so weird. Those are those are the or unanswered you, questions where the demarcation is. Whatever, yeah, we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, whether, I mean, questions, yeah. You might just be able line in the sand might be that uh if you don't have the expansion, then uh, you don't have the suit, so you can't get out of the ship. Yeah, well... Right. That would be great. Right. Uh, But, yeah. We already have suits. (laughs) We already have (laughs) them. If our canopy blows out, we don't die. You know, we have suits. And they don't don't have rubber on the bottom of their feet, so you might slip and cut the suit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so so I'm... One of the things that I'm curious about is, like, uh, the the way gravity is handled with the SRV and with ships trying to land is really <laughs> nice. So obviously they're thinking about that. So I fully mm. expect there to be, you know, if you're moving around, like if you're on like a one fifth G grab like a world, you're going to have to hop. You're not going to be able to run. You can't get enough traction uh-huh. to run, right? Well, and, and that's the jetpacks are the, their solution to that. They're well, going to down thrust sure. kind of, you know, sure. I, I don't know. I, now I would love to have like speaking from a VR perspective, like there's um, the, the um, I'm forgetting the name of the game, but the, they, they had a really elegant zero G mechanic for moving around where like your, your arms lock to surfaces yeah. and you can sort of pull yourself and fling yourself and you have thrusters. What's it? Lost Echo. Lost Echo. That's the one. Yeah. Lone Echo? And Lone Echo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that's perfect in a zero-G world. That works excellently. It's doesn't, no, no notes, right? Um, and then walking, we already know how to do that. 
first person. And yeah, the jetpack would be an okay, just kind of like a thruster pack um, mm-hmm. would work fine. Um, I guess that's easier than hopping, right? In in a game kind of situation. Um, but that's all sort of, it's something that I trust that they would do. You know, those are the things that they've always thought about with this game. So absolutely. Yeah, that that's that's something like I'm looking forward to it. I want to like I want to see that they've taken taken it to that level. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just still I we're we're back at the point where they gave us more information that just did my opinion gave us more questions. I, I just well I, it, the thing is, and I'm a very big believer of this. I don't think they're giving us information because I don't think they know. I don't think they have some of their decisions and features finalized yet. I don't, I think that they're kind of sitting around going, well, okay, well, this will be, you know, patch one stuff. This will be patch two stuff. This will be, you know, uh, so that's why I said earlier, you know, I was, I was, when we were talking before the show, I was in that mode where I, I don't like that this is one giant expansion. There's so many things in here that would have been cool to just trickle out over time and, you know, just grow the galaxy, not necessarily organically. We're adding organic, so the no pun intended, but, you know, you know, you just give us stuff over time. Like, we're getting these little sound bites now. It would be so much cooler if they would have added, you know, this or, you know, ice planets got added here. This got added there. I don't know. Just you got to make that money, though. One of the things that they've, they've you know, they, they do with Horizons, like, all right, so we gave you this stuff and then we're going to plan it out the rest. They've said that with this one, we're going to we're going to give you a bigger box. We're going to give you bigger out of the box, but we're still going to have content patches. I, I'm, I'm going to guess there's going to be at least three major content patches in there. Where there are going to be some stuff like, all right, so here's some stuff, guys. Content and, patches or bug fixes? Yeah, hopefully engineering reform. Am I right? Well, <laughs> hopefully both. <laughs> I mean, I, I would think that we're going to have both uh, content patches and bug fixes. I mean, surely, I mean, I can imagine a scenario where they're not going to have bug fixes. I, I mean, because there's, there's going to be bugs they're going to have to sort out. Oh, uh, I, I see it more as their development cycle is we're going to get this big bump and then they're going to be working on the next thing and it'll be two three years before we see anything significant else added Uh, i feel like i feel like we'd heard that they they were sort of forced into that like they tried Mm -hmm. the the season season pass thing and it trickled out and they felt like their fan response was awful they got raked over the coals for it. So they're like, fine, screw you. We can't do it that way. So we'll just have to wait, you know, three years or something and then give you a big content dump that and- you complain <laughs> for three straight years about not having any info about. It's it's seems also like, the way, it seems like we asked for this. It's also the way the game's coded because initially their idea was, um, I remember this very clearly, the Kickstarter era was, we're going to give you these big content patches and uh, that'll come once a year. That was the idea. But right as Elite was releasing was kind of the point where every other game was normalizing into Battle Pass or Season Pass styles. And everyone wanted, you know, there were too many people playing. Everyone wanted all Mm. that content to just constantly come to them at all times. And they were like, okay, let's try it. But the problem with Elite is that it's coded like a Jenga tower. And that type of coding can be very, is very, very stable because when you put it in place, it can function. However, if you try and change something, you affect all the blocks on top. And if you're trying to do that every month, 
Then you have, and you're, you know, running low on funds. Then you run into the era where they had to start gutting things like gutting multi-crew and it, everything started getting really buggy since then. So it's, it's that it's part of how the game is, is based was kind of on an old, older style update scheme. And then it got lucky enough to be funded and then came out. And then unfortunately, I think when elite was releasing, this was slightly before, uh, uh, sci-fi became more into the mainstream you know now there's a ton of sci-fi shows and everyone kind of is back on the sci-fi hype train but when elite was releasing it was very niche it was everyone i talked to was from the uk practically because you know that's all the people that really uh you know knew about it outside of the old elite fans were people that were in you know the area that frontier is and i think it's just a part of being backed in and then you know so it depends on how they go forward with it, but uh, I definitely cannot imagine no bu- <laughs> no bug fixes and no content patches along the way. And you never know if they're going to do what they did with um, After Horizons, where they gave us you know some free stuff afterwards while they work on the on the new thing. And hopefully, since they know you know they have a better footing now, they're actually coded or they're trying to set things up the way they've initially intended. Maybe things will come out better in the end. Um, and I'm, I'm with you. That's less of a. That's less of a. I'm less of a half a glass half full person rather than you know I have water in my glass. <laughs> so I'm not trying to be the. I'm not trying to be the counter of uh, you know. Well, if you look at it this way, it's better. It's just you know, I'll bump my mic there. Um, you know, it. They had a lot of struggles, and the game potentially there were you know snippets of it might not have lasted out of the initial Horizons release um, after Multicrew and whatever the two patches came after that, there was potential that the game kind of wasn't, you know, going well, uh, especially since they had an Xbox coming out at the same time. Uh, but I think that helped and was bad at the same time. But I can't imagine that, you know, we're not going to get both of those, at least for a while. And then they'll they'll have to evaluate and see how things go, playing between how games update now and how people want content and how they can produce it i have hope that you know they've grown so much as a studio since this release too you know they the, mm-hmm. just the number of, of employees the number of games they're working on and everything else and you know hopefully you know it is this all hands on deck to get odyssey out then their teams can start working on on fixing things and other projects within the game that they want to they want to get fixed and get released and stuff like that you know i i definitely hope that that's the case and it's you know just there's perceptions out there just because of the lack of information Mm -hmm. that we receive, you know? So that's the lack lack of information scares the crap out of me. (laughs) I'm serious. I I laugh and I, in understanding. See, ignorance is bliss, Mm -hmm. man. If you don't know anything, how can you be upset? See, the the thing about it, (laughs) we know more about games that are planned four or five years away than we know about this expansion. And that really worries me. I Give really, me an example of that. What I, game do we know more about that's four or five years away? Well, so <laughs> what I'm getting at, though. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to mute I completely lost my train of thought. It don't matter. You broke up. <laughs> We're getting late. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, this has turned into quite an episode, though, right? <laughs> I feel <laughs> good. <laughs> the easy answer for Frontier is uh, if you want less speculation and people taking the piss out of your game, maybe uh, throw us a bone. <laughs> <laughs> Give a dog a bone. Exactly. I'm 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 just saying. I mean, I don't have a specific example to me because I'm tired right now. What I'm getting at is the fact that we know more about other games that are coming out in the future than we know about this expansion. And if they really had something that was a, for lack of a better term, a star citizen killer, if they ha- they walking around doing all the things that you can do that they're kind of talking about that honestly would be a star citizen killer, we would be seeing a lot more of it because it'd be advertising to those people to get them to come over and play. Because I that's where they're playing. Your time. That's where I think they were probably is. about seven months out. That's where their player base is. That's, they want these people to pre-order. They want these people, they want their money. That's what they want. And I don't think that they have the Star Citizen killer. And I'm not saying Star Citizen is better than Elite because it's, it's not even a fucking video game. What I'm getting at is the fact that right now, as for a citizen, you wake up out of your bed and you can walk to a bunch of different places. You can hop in your ship and they get blown up as soon as you leave. <laughs> the ability to walk around your ship, walk around the hangar, walk around the city and do things like that is what people are after. And if they had something that was truly the killer of that aspect of Star Citizen, we'd be seeing it right now. We would see it six months away from release because they want people, they want they want their money. Because people sitting over Star Citizen going, what did I pay for? Where's my game? What, where's there, my thing? There's an alternative here, though. Um, and I don't know if this is likely or like extremely you know, rose-colored glasses or whatever, but it's the other possibility is that unlike most of humanity, they're very patient. Mm-hmm. And they do have it, and they really are just not saying so yet because they want it to be a great surprise. See, there's another And they feel like they too. can get away with it. Maybe they're a big enough studio and they have enough other things going on that they don't have to, like, pre-insure all the game sales. They can wait until, like, day of... All the info, you know, we have some more info, and then day of, we discover it's there's twice as much stuff in here as we thought, and it's so much more awesome, and it's a big surprise. And they really just wanted that moment, and it's not going to hurt them financially because when that moment happens, it's going to be enough news. So maybe they don't have to pre-spend on advertising. I don't know, but yeah, that's but a possibility. What, what it, another possibility is they've just got so many things that they are hoping to get into this but they're not sure if they'll get in and maybe they'll be at the next patch out, you know, things like that. And that's why they're not, you know, showing this possible feature. It's close to ready, but it's not, you know, like we finally got to see the ice planets, you know, in that last trailer, but it it was pointed out. uh, Kai noticed it actually how the chevrons on the throttle, it wasn't chevrons, it was flat lines. So that footage was actually from back before what September last year is when that patch hit. So they've had yeah. that in the game for, uh, you know, that Ice World footage for that long. So it shows that they're working on a whole bunch of stuff. And I think they just I don't think, know what's going to make the final product. Maybe, but I think that supports my hypothesis too, though, that there's that they could just be being patient with it. They could be quite far along. They could know a lot. 
and they're just choosing not to tell us, which we think sucks, you know, because we want to know, but it isn't going to come out for a long time. So whether we know or not, we're not going to get to play it. Here's my so real I'm hope. kind of coming to peace with that. Here, here's my real hope and what's happening is right now to me in my eyes, it's, it's looking, I'm not, it's not looking good. It looks like it's going to crash and burn. And at the end, they're just going to pull it out and it's going to be great. Did you know that Apollo 13, the command, <laughs> the command module was called Odyssey? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what they're doing. They're making it look like a disaster oh. on purpose, and they're going to pull it out in the end. And it's going to be a heroic moment for them. <laughs> oh my God. All right, we're landing. Can we can we end the show on that? Because that's flawless. <laughs> we're, 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 we've beaten this up plenty of, plenty tonight, and uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going to be about it. Uh, we can do all the usual things. Check out our website, loosegruzyd.com. That's where you can find our contact info on the contact page. I got to go through there and edit it for the one year thing, take that stuff off, but I haven't got a chance to do that yet. Uh, that's where you email us with feedback or suggestions. Join our Discord. That's always the best way to get in touch with us. That's always the best way to participate in things. If you want to do the uh, Black Flight thing next Tuesday, uh, the 8th, please join us in the Discord. Again, you can find the link on the website. Uh, I have to do this because I'm re- now required to legally, not legally, but you know, I'm just going to say it. If you like the show, please like and subscribe. If you're listening to us on YouTube. If you really like our show, go on to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Stuff like that actually goes a long way to help us out. Uh, got some things that's going to be surrounding that pretty soon is why I've been talking about that. Um, uh, you can always re- you can also reach me on the Twitter. I am at Tierval T Y R V O L. Um, Trax is a real life audio engineer, and he's damn good at it. Uh, does his own podcast called Tone Control. Check it out at jntrax.com. Hate uh, Devo. Do you have any last orders before we head out? If you're not on PC and you do play Elite Dangerous. Feel free to join the Loose Screws Peripheral Company on Xbox or the Loose Screws Screws Podcast on PlayStation. We're always growing. We always have fun stuff to do. Yep. (laughs) All right, Jig. Cheese is out, brother. All right. Uh, This week's cheese is going to go with a great English cheese. Uh, Stilton. It's great. It's like uh, blue cheese, nice stinky cheese, powerful cheese, amazing cheese. Uh, Stay cheesy, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.